Debbie Marcoux is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504, Florida, L076508, Georgia, 69178, Idaho, MLO, 2080237926, Illinois, 031.0058339, Missouri, North Carolina, I210940, Nevada, 57237, Oregon, Tennessee, 18437, Texas, Washington, All right, I want the attention. I am calling out to all my sneakerheads, my hat men, my Funko Pop guys. If you like collectibles, if you like sneakers, all the Nikes, Jordans, Adidas, Asics, New Balance, if you are digging on those baseball caps, all those My Fitted, Sports World 165s, the hat clubs, all the great styles and brands, we have got them at runawaysoul.com. We have got the best pricing in town. We match those of the big sites like StockX and Goat and eBay, but we don't have any seller fees. Everything we carry is guaranteed authentic. We have free shipping and it's fast. You're talking a couple of days to get your product. So run on over there and check it out. It's runawaysoul.com and make sure that you use one of our discount codes for even lower pricing. Once again, that's runawaysoul.com. Debbie Marcoux is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504. Florida, LO76508. Georgia, 69178. Idaho, MLO2080237926. Illinois, 031005 8339. Missouri, North Carolina, I210940. Nevada, 57237. Oregon, Tennessee, 184373. Texas, Washington, MLO2397926. She's a mortgage mom. Mortgage mom here. Hey, if you're a homeowner, you've probably got some equity in your home. Do you have debt that you need to get rid of? Well, give us a call. Let us take you through that blended rate calculator that I always talk about. Let's determine if it makes sense for you or if you should keep what you have. How do you do that? We'll book your phone consultation. Go to our website at mortgagemomradio.com and you can book your call right there. Once again, that's mortgagemomradio.com. All right, so welcome to Mortgage Mom Radio. I am Debbie Marcoux, I am the Mortgage Mom, and every week I'm bringing you guys the updated information about all things real estate and mortgage. And today's topic, we're gonna to be talking about the Fed. They did have their two-day meeting that started yesterday, went today, uh, yesterday and today, and they did ultimately come out and say that they are increasing the Federal Reserve prime rate by 25 basis points. What does that mean to you? Well, that's about a quarter percent in interest rate. So we're going to be talking about that today. What did the Fed have to say about it? Why was that their decision? And then what does that mean to you? So where are you going to feel more of a pinch than what you've already been feeling? What's it going to do to mortgage rates? You know, we're going to get into all of that. I do want to remind everybody that this is an interactive show. I can see my dad's already jumped on. Hi, dad. I can see my mother-in-law Karen's already jumped on. Uh, Michael, uh, got on says hello so please remember this is interactive and I do want you to get into the feed I want you to tell me hi I want you to ask me your questions any question whatsoever that has to do with mortgage or real estate so what are those questions and it could be a purchase it could be a refinance it could be should I sell my home should I buy a home you know what are some good investments right now these are all of the things that you are more than welcome to put into the feed and I'm happy to read the question out loud and answer it for you. I want to remind everybody that listens to the show on radio that this show is delayed. You're going to be a little bit behind in the information that you're going to receive. So if you do want to do this with me live and you want to be part of the show and you want to be able to ask your questions and see me do it, you've got to do it with us when we're live on Wednesdays, right about one o'clock every day. We say, or what, right around one o'clock every Wednesday. So sometimes it's one, sometimes it's one fifteen that we, but we send out a text message and we let you know that 
that we're live so that you can click on that link and you can join in on the show right away. How do you make sure that you get that text message? It's one text message a week. It's not spam. It's just a link. And that way you can actually join. Well, you have to text the word mom, M-O-M, to 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Text the word mom to that number and you will make sure that you're opting yourself in to get that text message once a week and that way you can join us and be live with the show. So I want to go, um, Mikey, man, yeah, Mikey, scroll up just a little bit because I want to be able to say hi to everybody that's joined. So it looks like Heather's joined. Hi, Heather. Thanks so much. I know that uh, you're inundated in this with me as well. So it's so great to see you on. Um, Nicholas jumps on. He says, hello, Nicholas. Thanks for joining. Uh, local Trucking Los Angeles says hi. Thank you so much, Local Trucking, for being here with us. Uh, Lisa, uh, hello, she says. Heather, hello. This is Heather Swint, Lisa Roman. Uh, Sandra Moncada, hi, Debbie. Hey, Sandra, so good to see your name pop up on here. I haven't talked to you in a while. Um, local Trucking Los Angeles says hello from the Valley. So Local Trucking, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, my mother-in-law, Karen, says, is a second home a good investment now? especially in an area of growth. So uh, Karen, that's a fantastic question and I will definitely get to that for you. And then Facing the World in Reverse jumps on. I love these screen names, guys. They're awesome. And says, hello all. So again, I want to tell you guys, thank you so much for joining. The best shows that I have are the more people that I have that join and all of the great questions that I get from the chats. So please put them in there. Keep them coming. We're going to keep going with the show until we get there. Uh, Veronica Serrano says, I will um, know if it's a good idea to buy a home at this time. So we're going to hit that question as well. So don't fret, you guys. Um, we're going to get to every question and give you every answer that you're looking for. Um, so once again, I'm Debbie Marcou. I am the Mortgage mom and today we're going to be talking all about the fed increasing interest rates and what does that mean for you it, are we going to see that in mortgage rates are we going to see that in your equity lines your credit cards where are you going to feel that pinch so we are going to go through all of that today so let's really quick let's go to um, karen's question because i do want to read the fed announcement to you as well but i want to get through the question a couple questions first then we'll go to the announcement and then we're going to talk more about that as well um, but karen's question was um is a second home a good investment now, especially in an area of growth? So the the one thing I do want to say is buying any real estate whatsoever, and I've done shows about this in the past, but it's always a great investment. Real estate is for the long haul. It is not a short-term quick flip unless you are a contractor and you're buying something at a very cheap price because it's in, you know, it's not habitable. Uh, you're gonna make all of the changes to it. You're you're going to upgrade it, update it, and then you're going to turn around and flip it. For the but for the majority of us, you know, in in the world that are not contractors that have the ability to do that, real estate is for the long haul. So you want to make sure that whatever that you are purchasing, that you are getting into something that you can afford. The monthly payment is something that you know that you can always take care of, whether you put a renter in it or you plan to use it as a vacation property. You just need to know that you're budgeting and you're budgeting appropriately. Appropriately. I actually think that right now is a great time to buy. Inventory is very limited, but with a lot of people concerned about the interest rates and where interest rates are at today, there's a lot less people that are out actively seeking out new properties to purchase. So it is a little bit easier right now to get an offer accepted, get a great price, get some seller concessions to help offset some of those closing costs. And I want you guys to all think of it this way. If you had, instead of took, took taken money when you had a baby and started putting money into some sort of a college plan or a retirement plan, something for that child, if you had instead invested into a property, you had bought a property, you put some tenants in it, the tenants make the payment and cover the mortgage for you. So in essence, yes, it's going to cost you some money for some upkeep and some maintenance. But over time, when that child turns 18, again, long haul, guys, remember, real estate will go up, real estate will come down. That is just part of the cycle of real estate. But over an 18-year term, what is that home worth? How much did you buy it for? You've probably got a good amount of equity. 
you have been making payments for those 18 years, something that your tenant or your, you know, your renter has been offsetting for you. So now your child's ready to go to college. What do you do? So now you have this home that you can either borrow against to get some cash out of, you could sell the property, go buy them another property near the college town where they're going to be going to school. You could get some other kids to also rent some of the bedrooms in that college town. There's so many things that you could do in so many directions that you could go with it that I really do, it's never, ever, ever a bad time to buy. But I actually think that we're in a great spot right now to start purchasing because I do anticipate my my crystal ball, the mortgage mom, and I can be totally wrong, this is my speculation, is that I do believe that we're going to see interest rates come down in 2024 and you could always have the opportunity to refinance. But when interest rates do come down substantially, there's going to be a lot more people out on the street, a lot more people seeking out real estate and starting to make offers on properties. And that is going to create competition. That's going to create overbidding. That's going to create, you know, uh, not maybe not any options of getting some closing costs or concessions paid by a seller. So I do think that 2023 is a great year and I would absolutely recommend if that's something that you've been thinking about doing to start to pursue it. So I do hope I answered your question. I know that was kind of long-winded, but I like to explain why and what my thought process is behind my answers. Um, so I have uh, Mikey, go ahead and scroll back up because we had a question that I can't see. Okay, so let's see. Michael says, the feds raise the rates a quarter point, the ninth time in a year to balance the inflation. What are your thoughts, Debbie? So, okay. Um, I understand why they are doing it. I can understand the thought process behind it. Uh, the only way that they can curb the inflation is to bring those interest rates up. I personally feel that they did it way too fast. Uh, I think that that is why we're seeing, you know, the banking crippling, you know, like the SVP, uh, SVP uh, bank that had their problems and uh, many others, you know, that, that you're hearing and reading about in the headlines. I, I think that they just went too fast, but I do understand the intentions behind it. I would really hope that we are starting to round out these increases. Uh, one you know, positive thing that came out of all of that was that the anticipation and what they had said that they were recommending for their March meeting was that they were going to increase rates by half a percent. And they instead backpedaled and only raised them a quarter. So I'm hoping that it's, you know, they're seeing the effects of what they've done and they are going to try to slow that train down. I did did hear them talk about um, possibly starting to cut rates in 2024. So, you know, and, and that was part of the, the uh, federal chairman, Jerome Powell's uh, uh, meeting today. We watched, we watched his conference and, you know, he did say that he, the anticipation was that they, you know, they are going to continue to increase rates. Rates are going to continue to increase. They don't know for how much longer. They don't know where they're going to take them to. Their end goal is to get this inflation down to the 2% level. Um, I just personally think that they went too fast. I think that it it took everybody by surprise and kind of leveled everybody. <laughs> you know, it was like running into a, a glass door, right? You didn't see it there and all of a sudden it was like, boom! Um, we all got hit with crazier high credit card bills and crazier high monthly payments on our equity equity lines of credit and higher interest rates on those new cars. And so that slows down car purchases. It slows down recreational purchases. It slows down um, personal loans, you know, so that's hurting banks. It increases the rates on the CDs. So people are getting more interest, but then the banks are losing out, you know, on the treasuries and bonds. So I I just, my, my personal opinions, I took it too fast, but I do understand why they did it. So you know, it is what it is, and we're going to all make it through this, I promise. So I hope that that answered your question. Um, Veronica jumps on and she says, I will like to know if it's a good idea to buy a home at this time. So Veronica, I actually just pretty much answered that question uh, when Karen had jumped in and asked, is it a good time to buy a second home right now? So it's the same exact explanation for your first home. Um, if you already own a home, if you're thinking about going and buying another home, uh, all the same answer 
if you're thinking about purchasing something, I, I truly do think that 2023 is a great year for you to get those plans underway and to get started. So um, that answers your question. So um, Facing the World in Reverse jumps on and says, do you think the feds will continue to uh, raising rates? When will they stop? <laughs> With a big exclamation point, when will they stop? Um, you know what? I, I do think that we're going to see uh, at least a couple more fed increases, how much they'll increase it each time. Uh, is questionable. You know, that's a big question mark. It is going to depend on um, the inflation numbers and how far and how high and how hard that they need to push. But I do think that they are going to probably increase that again, probably two or three more times. Again, my opinion, I'm not a financial advisor. Nobody has a crystal ball. So you can't hold me to what I'm saying. Um, but based on, you know, my research, my reading, staying very involved and on top of all of the news surrounding this, that is what my anticipation would be. That is what I'm reading into the information that I'm finding. So that would be my answer. Um, Russell says, what is going on in Arizona? So, uh, Russell, if you could be a little bit more um, direct about that question. I mean, there could be a lot of things going on in Arizona. I mean, there's rain, there's concerts. <laughs> so give me a little bit more direct question, and I'm more than happy uh, to answer that for you. Uh, Heather says, I love that we're that we're just talking about this. This is a great idea, and, and it is. I, I love this, Heather, and thank you so much for being part of the show. Uh, Karen says, perfect, thank you. Michael says, thank you. Um, and you're very, very welcome. And Mikey, I don't know if there's anything further down or if we're at the bottom, but I do want to encourage all of you to continue putting those questions in the feed. I'm going to read them for you and I'm going to answer them. Russell, please just give me a little bit more direct of a question, what you mean by what's going on in Arizona, and I am happy to answer. Oh, here we go. He says, will home prices come down a lot? So that's a great question and not one again. I don't have a crystal ball. All I can do is give you what my what I believe is going to happen, what I think is going to take place. So please take this lightly. Uh, I have been in this industry for a very, very long time. So I'm giving you information based on what I have witnessed, felt, been part of, been through, you know, all of my experiences in this business since 1994. So that gives you, I'm dating myself. I'm definitely dating myself. Um, but, you know, I don't think that home... I, I don't believe that home prices are going to drop much further than they already have. And I would have to actually research every single city, county, pocket is going to be a little bit different than the than another. Uh, but what we're seeing right now across the U.S. On, in whole is that there is an amazing, amazing shortage in real estate at this point in time, properties that are actually listed for sale. And with that shortage is is making it very difficult for home values to drop. So even though interest rates were up and it starts to make homes less affordable, the sellers don't have a lot of competition. So they don't necessarily need to drop the price in order to get an offer on the property. We've been seeing some homes uh, right here in Southern California that are going on the market on a Thursday and they've got six offers by Monday. So there is still a bit of competition depending on the sales price that your home is in. You know, there's uh, going to be the higher end market, lower end condo townhomes, and then single family. And then, you know, the more of an average price range for your neighborhood and city. And within that average price range, if the home is coming on the market, it is listed right it's in great shape um you know we're, we're we're seeing that the the inventory is moving so you know could home values come down a little bit further they could uh but what we've been seeing for about the last six months actually and and more so even since the beginning of this year is that rather than home prices coming down and being reduced by the seller they're offering incentives to the buyers to help them with closing costs to buy down points to get in with a better interest rate for the home to be more affordable and with that the comps are going to show the home closed on realtor.com or redfin or zillow whatever your favorite app is but it's going to show the closed sales price at the higher level so let's say that the home was four hundred thousand it's going to show that it closed at 400,000. It's not going to show you that the seller gave 
you know, $8,000, $10,000, $12,000 to the buyer to help towards closing costs. So we're seeing a lot more of that right now than we are actually, you know, big drops and huge price reductions. Again, every city, every county, every state is going to be a little bit different. But this is actually what I'm seeing right here where I live in Southern California. And I do know that Arizona had a bit of a drop in value at the end of last year, but I don't believe that they've seen humongous swings really um, for the last couple of months, February, March. And I don't think moving into this spring buying season, which is when most people start getting back out looking again, kids are finishing up school in June. So the, the hope is to try to move through summer. I don't think that coming into this spring buying season with more people out actively looking and with our inventory as low as it is, I don't think that we're going to see a big giant drop of any kind. Again, my opinion, I'm not a financial advisor, um, but that that is what I see and that's what I would anticipate. So uh, let's see, Russell also asked, do you think there'll be a lot of uh, repos like in 2000, oh, repos, okay, so he's talking foreclosures. Do you think there will be a lot of foreclosures like in 2010? And I do not believe that that is going to happen. It, we can actually, we pull all of the time. It's something that me and my team stay very, um, tight on. We're constantly watching and looking and pulling the lists of homes that are going into foreclosure. Uh, Heather is actually watching the show with us right now. She is a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams, also on my team and a licensed lender. Um, she can actually probably answer the question in chat and I'll read it out loud for everybody to hear. But we stay up on top of those foreclosure lists, uh, lists of people that are in default. So maybe they're, they're 90 days behind. So they've got 90 more days until the um, foreclosure has been issued or you know notified and we're not seeing it we're we're not seeing those numbers come to market right now there you have to remember that the majority of homeowners that owned the home before June 2022 have a lower interest rate than where interest rates are at today making their home more affordable than what they could go and rent for. So if they were to lose their house and then have to go rent, they would actually have to pay more. They have a lower monthly payment than if they were to sell their home and try to go buy something else, or if they wanted to just upgrade and go buy a new home um, because the interest rates are higher than June of 22 and uh, later than that. So, you know, longer ago. <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're just not as affordable now. So that is why inventory is low. That is why people are holding onto their homes. And that is why it makes sense that even when you get very, very low on funds, things start to get really tight. You might lose your job. Um, you're going to do everything you can possibly do to scrape together the money to make sure that your mortgage is paid because you can't get rent any cheaper and you can't go buy something else any cheaper. So I, I don't personally think that we're going to see a ton of foreclosures come to market. We've been watching very, very closely ever since the pandemic, thinking that that could have uh, stirred something up and kind of started that waterfall. And that waterfall just hasn't started. And I believe that that would be the contributing factor as to why. Um, but again, Heather's watching and she's probably in and out of phone calls. So I'm going to, I will read her answer for you when we get, uh, when she actually does respond and we'll see if she uh, concurs with me, if she agrees. So um, great question though. And I love it, you guys. You've all been so active in the chat today. Please keep them coming. I really love it. It helps me answer the questions and bring you the content that you're looking for. So please continue to do that. Again, if you guys are listening by radio or podcast at a later date, or if you're watching this YouTube, uh, you know, at a later date, you didn't catch it live. If you are live, you can ask your questions and that's what we want you to do. So the best way to know that I went live every Wednesday right around 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific time is to get your text message. So text the word mom to 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D 
and the number four. I want to also remind everybody that is the phone number to our office. So if you do want to call, you want to talk to us about your scenario, you want to get yourself pre-approved, you want to talk about a refinance, you want to talk about, you know, you've got this equity line of credit that you took a year, year and a half ago, and the rates just keep going up. Um, If you want to call the office and talk to us, I promise we're all very nice. We're going to give you the education that you need. We're going to answer the questions that you need to know. And then we're going to let you make the decisions about whether or not it's time for you to get moving time for you to do something or you know whether you need to work through your game plan first so how do you do that it is the exact same telephone number it's 844-935-3634 that's 844 we lend for you w-e-l-e-n-d and the number four. So Heather, I can see, is writing up a good amount of information. I am going to read all of that. I'm going to take a quick break so that I can grab uh, grab a drink of water and I can grab the federal statement that was made today by Federal Chairman Jerome Powell. Um, and Because I, I do want to make sure that you guys hear all of that. And I do want to make sure we touch on what's going to happen based on you know the decision that they made today. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. It's a quick two-minute break. We'll be right back. Debbie Marcuse, licensed by the Department of Financial Institutions, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504. Florida, L076508. Georgia, 69178. Idaho, Nevada, 57237. Oregon, Tennessee, 184373. Texas, Washington, MLO237926. She's a mortgage mom. Mortgage mom here. Have you been thinking about buying your first home and you just don't know where to get started? We'll book a phone consultation with either one of my loan officers or even me. How do you do that? We'll go to our website, go to mortgagemomradio.com. Right there, you'll see a book phone consultation and get on the books. Talk with us. Let's get you started from beginning to end. We'll walk you through that process. That's mortgagemomradio.com. She can get things done when you're in need and don't know where to go. Pick up the phone and call mom. Debbie Marcuse, licensed by the Department of Financial Institutions, NMLS ID 237926. How do you do that? Well, get on the books. Get a phone consultation with us. What do you do? Go to MortgageMomRadio.com and book your appointment right there. That's MortgageMomRadio.com. She can get things done when you're in need and don't know where to go. Pick up the phone and call mom. All right, so welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I am Debbie Marku. I am the Mortgage Mom, and today we are answering all of the questions that you guys have. What is going on with the Fed and the interest rates and hiking us by another quarter? And um, we've had some great questions uh, come along here at the beginning of the show, and I am going to actually read for you, as I promised uh, Heather, what she actually has to say about whether she thinks that we're going to see foreclosures come to play. So she does say uh, we... Oh, you got to scroll up a little bit, uh, Mikey, please, for me. Okay, so she says, we are not anticipating a rise as we did then simply because when buying the homes now, buyers have a much more stringent loan process, um, no stated income loan. So we do have some stated income programs, but very, very far and few between. Um, And current homeowners now have lower payments, lower rates, and they are able to afford their home. Um, or they can rent the home for equal or more than their current payment. So she basically agreed with what I said. Um, she said, I, we do anticipate some increases in REO activity, but not as expected. So, you know, with everything, with any kind of turmoil, we will see some of that come to market and come to play. Um, but, uh, you know, again, as I said, we're, we're, we're really not expecting that to be a massive issue or a ton of foreclosures flood our market. Um, so Russell says, what about Zillow and Redfin? When speculators bought all the empty houses, you think they'll start dumping them cheaper? So my answer to that would be no. 
Um, not right now while, while properties are holding. There were actually a lot of those properties that I saw them purchase that they've actually rented out because when property values did start to decline a bit towards the, thir the third and fourth quarter of 2022, rather than selling at a loss, they actually did put in many of their properties, they did put tenants and renters in there. Um, so my guess would be that they're going to hold the portfolio until it's time to then remarket them and turn them around and resell them uh, it would not make sense if they're taking in rents um, on those properties to sell at a loss so I don't think that uh, Redfin and Zillow purchases that were made are going to massively affect our market and and yes they're big companies Redfin and Zillow are big companies but they are not big enough to create a tidal wave within the industry so you have to think about how many millions and millions and millions of people that we have within the United States and how many millions and millions and millions of homes that there are within the United States. Sure, they've got a very big portfolio, but it's not a big enough portfolio that that those two particular places could make a tidal wave in the market. And that, again, is my opinion. Somebody else may disagree with me, but that is the way that I would see it. Um, Mike, you got to scroll it down for me, please. Okay, so... Um, uh, Heather says, hi, Russell. Yes, we do see these companies listing the homes and I have seen them list for the same as purchased or a little lower. They are a business. So if they take a loss, it will, it will affect them differently. Also, a lot of these companies are renting the homes. So that's exactly what I just said. Many of the homes did get rented. They, they are selling some of that portfolio. Um, they have taken some, somewhat of a loss maybe on some of them. Um, but they're constantly, you know, they know their portfolios. They know what homes that they have. They know which ones should be, you know, maybe a quick go to market and sell off and possibly take a loss. They're, uh, when they purchase homes, they are already working into their numbers, the losses that they could take when, when purchasing them and maintaining their, their portfolios. So again, I just don't think that those two companies are going to create any kind of a tidal wave in our real estate markets, uh, their their goal being in the real estate industry would be to try to uh, not create a tidal wave of any sort. So maybe if, you know, they went under for some reason and everything had to get, you know, sold off super cheap. Um, but again, I just don't think that the portfolio is big enough to massively make changes. So I hope that that does answer the question for you. Um, one of the things, that, one of the questions that actually Russell asked was, you know, what, uh, and I believe it was Russell, I could be wrong, um, but asked what's up with the Arizona housing market. So right before actually I started the show, um, I had just read an article like minutes before. So I, during the break, I just hit the print button really quick on that article that I was reading. And so I'm going to read this to you really quick because I think it, it also helps to answer the question. Um, it says, what's up with the housing market, right? And it says the U.S. housing market has been in dramatic flux since 2022, plagued by oppressive inflation, soaring rental prices and mortgage rates, and swelling demand made worse by a shortage of housing inventory. So kind of everything that I just talked about. The continued influence of the pandemic has also reshaped where we live. Ever since 2020, remote work has had many former homeowners from northern metro areas permanently setting up camp in Florida and elsewhere in the Sun Belt, driving up housing prices in once affordable cities. Average home prices in Tallahassee, for instance, surged by over 30% year over year, according to Redfin data from February. For designers whose income often hinges on clients, moves to new homes or renovations of existing ones, keeping a finger on the pulse of these events can be a savvy technique for planning new business strategies. What's the current state of the housing market? According to the National Association of Realtors, in January of 2023, sales of existing homes fell for the 12th consecutive month. Last week also marked the sixth in a row that the 30-year fixed rate saw a hike hitting 7.03% last Wednesday. This week is a different story, with the fall of, fallout of Silicon Valley Bank impacting the market on Monday, mortgage rates dropped to 6.5% and are now hovering slightly higher. The median existing home price for all housing types in January was $359,000, an increase of 1.3% from January of 2022. So I hope you guys all heard that. We've actually, even a 1% increase 
within a 12-month period during a time that we were anticipating that we were going to see massive declines, home values fall out, you know, the, the the bomb dropped on all these homeowners, that person that's been renting the homes just been waiting to catch that deal. And guess what? Home values actually went up on average across the United States by 1% and interest rates are actually higher. Um, that said, pending sales, which lead existing sales by one to two months, look promising as their figures increased for a second consecutive month up 8.1% from December of 22. In terms of new builds, though, the National Association of Home Builders reports that sales are down 19.4% compared to a year ago. So new home builds, you know, part of why that percentage is down is because there are not as many new builds that are available. We've talked about this in previous shows as well, that a lot of the home builders have actually kind of sort of taken a break uh, from starting brand new developments and pulling permits and getting new developments. Uh, developments under construction. So that is going to fall. I don't personally feel like that's a big giant, you know, factor in what we consider. Um, I do think the fact that home values are holding steady, again, some pockets have seen some declines, but for the most part, housing inventory is very low. And, you know, it's, it's, I, I just don't see us having any kind of a massive major fallout of any kind during a time when inventory remains at all time level lows. So I hope that that actually just kind of brought that more to light for you. Um, so let's see, uh, facing the world in reverse says, if I purchase a home now at a higher rate, how soon can I refinance if it drops? So that's actually a great question. And you can actually, the majority of loans, the majority, I would say 95% of the loans that people obtain do not have any prepayment penalties whatsoever. So you could, if you were getting a conventional loan, you could turn around and you could refinance the day after you close on your purchase. You could close, you could start a brand new refinance and close 30 days later and not have any penalties for doing so. Um, FHA loans, same idea. VA loans, little tiny bit different story. So on, um, and we're talking, assuming that you guys are just going to refinance only the balance that you took when you purchased the property. So if you're thinking about trying to get cash out, that's a different story. There's longer waiting periods for that. Um, trying to utilize a higher value on your property. There's waiting periods to use a brand new appraisal after you've purchased if your home does go up in price. So a um, little bit tricky to answer. However, if you're just getting a normal conventional loan, normal FHA loan, normal VA loan, and all you're trying to do is to refinance to drop your interest rate. There are no prepayment penalties and you could actually start that truly as soon as you want to. So um, that that is actually very good. Now there are some loans like um, non-qualified mortgages where we do get into more of a stated income type of property loan, um, debt service ratio loans where those are for investment properties only. So those are investment um, mortgages. Those can and do sometimes come with a prepayment penalty. That doesn't mean that you can't refinance right away, but you would pay the penalty. So you do wanna make sure that if you're looking at doing one of those stated income type of loans or some sort of an investment loan um, where you're not verifying your income, you're going to want to ask your lender, and hopefully it's us that you're calling and working with, um, but you do wanna ask your lender if there are any prepayment penalties because that is very important. So um, thank you, Facing the World in Reverse, for asking that question. That was a very good question. Um, all right, so on to the Federal Reserve. So I want to read the press release so that you guys can hear exactly what they're saying. And then we are going to finish out the show talking about what you guys can anticipate to come from the announcement from today from the Fed. So um, it says, recent, this is exactly the press release that was given from the Fed. Recent indicators point to modest growth in spending and production. Job gains have picked up in recent months and are running at a robust pace. The unemployment rate has remained low. Inflation remains elevated. The US banking system is sound and resilient. 
Recent developments are likely to result in tighter credit conditions for households and businesses and to weigh on economic activity, hiring, and inflation. The extent of these effects is uncertain. The committee remains highly attentive to inflation risks. So if you're not quite understanding what they're saying, basically, they're saying that the U.S. banking system is sound and resilient. There's no problems. I mean, we've seen some problems, but they're saying there aren't any. So, okay. Um, but, you know, recent developments are likely to result in tighter credit conditions for households and businesses. So what does that mean? That means that they are going to tighten credit guidelines for you to be able to qualify to be able to take on more debt. So you're going, they could possibly lower debt ratios to where you're not going to qualify for quite as much, um, you know, pushing that debt ratio higher, right? Um, you might apply for a credit card and you might find that you don't get approved where before it might have been a little bit easier to get the approval on the credit card. Um, they're going to make the credit conditions for the banks a little bit more stringent as well to try to hone in anything that could possibly become disastrous at a later level. I love how they throw it in there though and they say the committee remains highly attentive to inflation risks. <laughs> so they're going to make these changes. They're going to, you know, kind of tighten us up on our credit and then they're going to remain they, they expect that to make hiring slow down, which is going to contradict what they're saying about how we've got all these great job gains um, at a robust pace. So they're going to slow down the pace of hiring, and um, but they're going to stay attentive to make sure that, you know, there isn't any kind of crazy fallout to that. So this is how I'm reading it. Sorry, I'm being a little bit... Um, condescending here uh I just I, I I just think that they just went too fast it was that was one of the questions at the beginning that was asked I just feel like they went too fast I wish they would have slowly brought us up and let people adjust and get comfortable you know and and I just think that it would have probably been a better direction to go but hey who am I I am not the chairman of the Federal Reserve. So uh, the committee seeks to achieve maximum employment and inflation at the rate of 2% over the longer run. In support of these goals, the committee decided to raise the target range for the federal funds rate at four and three quarters to 5%. So there's the quarter percent raise. The committee will closely monitor incoming information and assess the implications for monetary policy. The committee anticipates that some additional policy firming may be appropriate in order to attain a stance of monetary policy that is sufficiently restrictive to return inflation to 2% over time. The in determining the extent of future increases in the target range, the committee will take into account the cumulative tightening of monetary policy, the lags with which monetary policy affects economic activity and inflation, and economic and financial developments. In addition, the committee will continue... Reducing its holdings of treasury securities and agency debt and agency mortgage-backed securities as described in its previously announced plans. The committee is strongly committed to returning inflation to its 2% objective. So um, it goes on to one more paragraph that's kind of sort of um, blah, 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 blah. Um, but basically, they raised it a quarter point. They were going to raise it a half. And they feel that this is the best direction to go in order to continue to try to move towards that 2% inflation, which is ultimately the end game. Um, do I think that we're going to see some more job loss? Yes, I do. Do I think that you're, um, that we're going to see some more uh, tightening, you know, some higher bills? Yes, I do. And that's where that's going to take us into what does this quarter point mean to you? Where are you going to see the changes? Where will you feel the pinch and the effects of what they announced today? Um, facing the world asks, um, when the rates go up, does it affect VA loan rates? And so, yes, um, kind of. <laughs> and so that's what we're going to actually get to. We're going to get to what's going to change, what's going to be affected by this. Um, mortgage rates, whether it's a VA loan, a conventional loan, an FHA loan, a jumbo loan, a you know non-prime, non-QM type of loan, mortgage rates are not directly connected to the Federal Reserve Prime rate. And so that is very important to understand. Uh, 
do the announcements about that do does that number for the prime rate uh reflect on it yes it does it 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 does have some correlation but it is not directly connected so because they brought that rate up by a quarter percent today does not mean that the rate quote that you got yesterday will be a quarter higher today that that is not at all how that happens with mortgages and we'll talk more about that a little in just a little bit I just want to kind of be able to start with what are we where and what kinds of debt that you have that we are going to see the immediate effect on and then we're going to talk about mortgages and where we think mortgage rates are going to go for the at least the next six weeks before the next federal meeting when they meet again in May so um, home equity lines of credit and credit cards and short-term loans like car loans uh, though personal loans, something that's a five-year, 10-year loan. <clears throat> Those are directly connected to the Federal Reserve prime rate. So if you have a credit card balance and you have a 23% interest rate on your credit card, which by the way, I know that sounds super high, uh, but that's probably pretty close to what you have. And if you haven't looked at your statement in a long time, you should probably pull it and take a look. Um, but that percentage is going to literally change overnight and it's going to go up by a quarter of a percent immediately. So what does that mean? That means that you're paying more interest on the debt you owe. That means that that minimum monthly payment that is calculated by that credit card company is going to increase. So your minimum out of pocket every month and your budget is going to change. Home equity lines of credit are exactly the same way. If you took a home equity line of credit yesterday, it's gonna be a quarter percent higher today. If you took an equity line of credit a year ago, we've raised it nine times as somebody you know mentioned earlier in the chat. Um, you have probably seen some pretty significant changes in your minimum monthly payment on that home equity line of credit, and you're going to see that monthly payment increase again because it is going to go up another quarter of a percent. Short-term loans, such as car loans, like I mentioned, uh, you're going to see when you walk into a dealership and you apply for new financing to get that car, you're going to see that interest rates are going to be higher uh, for that five-year loan for that car, six-year loan, um, seven-year loans even they're doing on some of the cars these days. But you are going to see that that interest rate is going to be higher than where it was you know, previously. So those are the types of things that you're going to see change. Now, if you already have a car loan, that rate you already secured. That rate is already fixed. That monthly payment is fixed. That interest rate is not going to increase. But how does that affect the car world? As I was mentioning about how things change and, you know, every decision that they make affects everybody, right? So the car industry has gone from people walking in and getting 0% rates, 1.99s, 2.99s, to having to tell people that the rate's going to be six and three quarters or 7% or 9%, depending on your credit. And so, you know, that is going to slow down the purchasing, which is going to slow down the sales, which is going to also hurt that industry, which is where we're going to see um, less hiring and we're going to see, you know, more layoffs. And so I do think that our job market is going to weaken and that is an example of how their changes will affect those things that we mentioned in their statement that I read to you. Um, so uh, let's see, let me, where did I leave off? So um, Vera Nielsen says, and Vern, sorry, Vern, uh, is the lack of housing inventory about the only thing keeping the house prices fairly stable with all these interest rate hikes? And you know what, Vern, I'm, I'm going to have to tell you that, yeah, I, I, I do believe that that is um, the main factor in the the home prices staying and remaining stable. Um, if there's no inventory and you've got people that need to move, then you have more people going after, you know, the same property that is listed for sale. Um, or maybe it's the only house in the entire community where that particular buyer really wants to live because they want to be in that school district or their family lives in that area. So they're trying to move closer. They're getting relocated and that's going to be where they need to live for their new job. So if you're one of the only homes that are listed for sale, you know, in that community that that buyer wants, it makes it a lot easier to 
not have to reduce your price in order to get a buyer willing to buy. Now, like I mentioned earlier though, what we are seeing is a lot of sellers offering concessions because they do also need to be able to help buyers afford the property at those prices. So what they're ultimately doing is they're helping the buyer get the interest rate down to pre, uh, you know, Federal Reserve prime rate increases, right? So if a buyer was to ask the seller to pay, let's call it two points. Two points is 2% of your loan amount. Let's pretend you're trying to get a $400,000 loan amount. So if a buyer, if a seller pays $8,000 for the buyer to be able to buy their interest rate down, there is a possibility that they could get that interest rate down depending on the loan type. So FHA, VA, they could definitely get into the you know mid to low fives. If they're talking about a conventional loan, it is possible to get that interest rate down around you know six and a quarter to six and a half, maybe even lower. Um, you know, I, and it's not unheard, not unheard of. I've seen sellers pay two to three points. I've seen a buyer come in and pay an additional point. I have a client right now that is paying one point on top of the seller's three points. Um, so it's only costing them 1%. They paid what the seller wanted for the home and we're locking them in on a VA today at 4.875. That's pre, um, you know, pre-Federal Reserve craziness, right? I mean, at least maybe beginning of Federal Reserve craziness. And so that is something that that buyer can tolerate. That's something that that buyer can afford. And that also helps that seller to be able to keep the prices in the neighborhood level. So I hope that that does make sense. But I, I do I do believe that the low inventory is the biggest driving factor in keeping home prices stable. Yes, I do agree with that. Um, Heather Swift asks, if it does not seem like this is really helping with inflation, though. Oh, it does not seem like this is really helping with inflation, though. Are these rate hikes really helping with inflation? Question mark. <laughs> well, Heather, I can only tell you what I read. Um, and it, it is helping based on what I'm reading based on what they're publishing. Now, how much of what uh, they're publishing and they're giving us is a smokescreen? Who knows? I can't really um, answer to that. All I can answer to is what the, um, you know, what the reports are saying. But they have started to bring the inflation down by doing this. So it, it has started to make a dent in it. Has it made a fast dent? Absolutely not. Um, is it going to take longer than what I think that the Fed thought that it was going to take to get there? Yes. Um, so strap yourself in. It could be a little bit longer than expected. And that was something that was talked about during the press conference today was, you know, we're going to do this for as long as we need to. You know, we were hoping that by the end of first quarter, we were going to be done with the rate increases. We were going to hold the rates high for a while, but stop increasing. And um, now they're saying, you know, it looks like they're going to probably have to continue to increase more times this year. And they obviously they'll never tell you how many times and they'll never tell you how much. Um, but I do think, you know, based on what I saw today now, obviously next uh, May, this coming May, when they have the next announcement, uh, their tune could totally change. But based on today's press conference and, you know, reading what was stated and looking at the reports, to me, I'm guessing we're going to see another two to three increases and then we're going to hold and then maybe by mid-2024, we'll start seeing them possibly cut those rates back a bit. So that's today. It could absolutely change. And is it helping inflation from the reports? Yes. Um, are the reports right? You know, I, I don't know. I can't answer that question. <laughs> I'm a little skeptical. Um, let's see. Okay, great question though, Heather. Thank you so much for asking. So Michael says, will there be any new home buyer, homeowner tax deductions and credits for 2023? Um, so Michael, I don't know if that question is... Uh, kind of at me at Mortgage Mom, like is there something that Mortgage Mom Radio is doing to help our home buyers and our homeowners? Or if that question is, um, you know, is the, uh, you know, is the IRS gonna come out and give you guys some additional tax deductions or helpful credits if you purchase a property, which I think is where you're headed with that question. And the answer is a big question mark. That, that one I can't answer. I don't know what their plans are. I have not read anything. I have not seen anything that would be in regards to that. 
That doesn't mean that it might not exist. If you've heard somebody talking about it, somebody saw something somewhere. Maybe somebody is speculating that that is something that could take place. But I have not seen any official reports. I have not seen any documentation. I have not seen anything that would um, lead me to believe that if you buy a home in 2023, that you're going to get some sort of additional tax deduction or credits um, you know, from the government. So I think that's where your question was um, headed. But if it's different, if you want to know what Mortgage Mom Radio can do for you guys in 2023, uh, we can definitely talk about that as well. Um, Sam from Los Angeles jumps on and says, happy Wednesday, y'all. Hey, Sam, thanks so much for joining. Appreciate that. And again, I just want to, I'm going to take this time right now to remind everybody that this is an interactive show. I want you to ask your questions. We're going to answer them for you. If you want to be part of the show, you're listening by radio, you're watching at YouTube later date, you are listening by podcast. If you text the word mom to 844-935-3600, Three four, that's eight four four. We lend for you. W e l e n d and the number four. If you text the word mom, you will opt yourself in. You will get one text message a week when I go live with a link that you can click on. You can join the show, you can watch it live, and you can answer your questions right into the feed. Um, Michael says, thank you. You answered my question thoroughly. Awesome. I'm so happy that I did, Michael. I was kind of guessing where you were going with that. And um, thank you so much for clarifying. So really quick, I need to wrap up the show because it's an hour. Um, But I do want to talk about what is this done? What what the announcement today due to mortgage rates because that is something that um, I as I mentioned mortgage interest rates are not directly connected um, to the Federal Reserve prime rate they are actually connected to the Fannie Mae 30-year notes um, treasuries mortgage-backed securities right um, and and we move a lot like the stock market as far as announcements that come out can make it bad can make it good right so one thing that has happened so far today and it's only been um, it was a 11.30 Pacific time, uh, 2.30 Eastern time that the press conference happened. They released the uh, press release at 11 um, Pacific Standard Time and 2 o'clock Eastern time. So it's only been about an hour or two. Uh, where are we at? I don't even know what time it is today. Okay, so it's about two hours. Um, but within that two hours, we've actually seen interest rates start to gain some momentum. So they're actually getting a little bit better. Why are they getting a little bit better after the Fed came out and said, we're raising rates by a quarter? Well, they're getting better because originally, prior to the bank fallout that just happened within the last couple weeks, they were, everybody was building in the anticipation and already building into the rate sheets that we've been quoting you and locking you in on, the anticipation of the half of a percent increase in the rate that the Fed was planning to do today. The Fed came out and said, you know, you know, based on that, we're going to slow it down a little bit. We're going to take it back a minute. We're going to give you guys a second to breathe and we're only going to increase it a quarter. So that is actually sparked what's a good thing and a bit of a rate rally. How long that rate rally will last, I, I can't tell you. Interest rates change every single day. Uh, the market fluctuates and moves all day long, every day. Um, but based on the hourly updates that I get showing me what's happening with the mortgage markets, we appear to be getting a little bit better because we didn't get as big of an increase as what was anticipated. So I mentioned in last week's show that we were actually in a little bit of a sweet spot for people to be able to get a really great rate right now. Interest rates are the lowest that they've been since uh, January. Um, We are, as of right now today, Um, very, very close to the lowest levels that we've had since October of 2022. So we had actually gotten a little bit better in January, which we were still probably slightly better in January than we are as of today. Uh, But we are almost at that level again that we had in January. And January was the best levels that we had had since October of 2022. So if the Fed's going to continue to increase interest rates throughout the year, 
Again, that is going to, as we get closer to Fed meetings, they're going to start to build in the anticipation of how much is the next increase going to be. And we're going to see rate sheets go up a little bit and interest rates go up a little bit. Um, so we are at a very nice sweet spot right now. It is a very good time to get your rate locked in. It is a very good time to get your financing started. It is a very, very good time to get out on the street and start looking at homes and get something this this year instead of waiting until next year when they start to cut rates, because that really will bring out um, the herds of people trying to get into a home because rates have come down. And then you're going to get lost in that stampede like many of you did during 22, um, sorry, during 2020 and 2021. So that is a great way to end the show. Um, Sam from Los Angeles says, this is Sam Silver in Santa Clarita. Sam, so great to see you. I didn't know it was you. Thank you so much for joining the show. Appreciate it. And um, with that, I hope that you guys enjoyed the show. I hope I explained everything well. I hope that I made it easier to understand what the heck is happening right now as you're hearing all of the headlines across, uh, you know, the nation and all the paperwork and your cell phones are popping up with news articles from Apple, right? Um, I hope that I kind of broke that down for you guys. Give us a call. We'd love to help you with your financing. That is what we do for a living. Um, call the Mortgage Mom. Call my office, Mortgage Mom Radio. It's 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Or head on over to MortgageMomRadio.com. Don't forget the radio or you won't end up at the right spot. Uh, Michael says, like always, a lot of great info and show. Michael, thank you so much. And I love it when you join. You've always got such great questions. Russell was huge today. Uh, Heather gave us lots of good answers too, which was awesome. Um, and I hope that you guys join me again next Wednesday right here on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch right about one o'clock. But make sure you get that text message. Hope you guys all have a great rest of your week. Stay dry and we'll be back. Bye-bye. Debbie Marcoux is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504, Florida, L076508, Georgia, 69178, Idaho, MLO, 2080237926, Illinois, 031.0058339, Missouri, North Carolina, I210940, Nevada, 57237, Oregon, Tennessee, 184373, Texas, Washington, MLO, 237926. She's a mortgage mom. She can get things done. When you're in need and don't know where to go, pick up the phone and call mom. <laughs>